hail from Texas, right? I do. I do. Uh, what was it like, you know, growing up in, 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 in Waco, Texas? I didn't grow up in Waco. I grew up in, uh, my parents were from Houston uh-huh. and they were at Baylor University. Oh. And they married while they were there and I was born nine months to the day. And, you know, Baylor is very, very, uh, you know, my dad was in, was studying to be a, a preacher. He wanted to be a preacher. He was on the football team. My mom was getting her, she was studying to be a teacher. And um, so they lived there. And then when we left Baylor, we went to Houston where both of their parents were. And then they divorced and my mom remarried another guy from Houston. And then there were three sets of grandparents. And so my mom and dad escaped to Dallas. And, and my mom had two kids and my stepdad had two kids that she remarried. So we all went up to Dallas. So I, I really grew up in Dallas. And then also, then I went to school in Texas, in Austin, Texas. Sorry. University of Austin, yeah, yeah. At, at Austin. And, and uh, when did you fall in love with acting and performing? Um, I fell in love with it when uh, early. My mom was a school teacher, so I wanted to be a school teacher. And then she became, she went back to her first love, which was acting. That's really why she went to Baylor. She went to study with Paul Baker, who was there, who was, became the head of the Dallas Theater Center. So he, she wanted to be a teacher. So I wanted to be a teacher. And then when she, she kind of burned out on teaching because she was a, a student, she, she taught special ed and she had that on her resume from college. Mm. And once you do that well, it's hard not to do that. And you know, that, that's kind of where you keep getting assigned and she in those days they would team teach so two young teachers would have 60 kids in a classroom and after about six years i think she 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 just is lavender in the background <laughs> lavender just walked by uh <laughs> that's awesome okay uh, this is a natural conversation don't worry <laughs> yeah, i love that but um so she she just burned out and wanted to go back to acting so she did and then when she became an actress i wanted to become an actress and i saw her do a play she did picnic mm-hmm. and my sister and i were in the audience and she was playing midge and she was on the porch and the lights came down on her she was very sad on the porch and my sister screamed out mama <laughs> it was very it was awesome and so i you know that's when i saw the lights dim and my mom looking very dramatic on the porch i knew my calling and um, so that's where it started. And, and you yourself uh, attended the Dallas Theater Center. I did. I did. What did you read? Oh, God bless you, Tony. Um, I yes, I did. I, I was hanging out. My parents, my mom and stepdad, and I were walking on Turtle Creek, and which is a creek in Dallas. And and there, this there, the Dallas Theater Center is actually on that creek, and it's the only theater that Frank Lloyd Wright ever built. And it's actually a very beautiful, really modern, cool building. It was a fun place to walk. And there was this uh, class going on outside and they were all doing this thing. They were all about my age and they were kind of doing this, all this kind of mechanical movement. And we just stopped to watch and the teacher, Cynthia Rogers, who's the nicest woman on earth, said, well, do you, you know, what, do you want to join us? And I said, what are you doing? And she said, we're being cigarette machines. And so I be I was a cigarette machine, and I guess I did it well enough that I was invited to, do, to join the class. I think I was in the fifth grade, but it was the best thing I ever did because I just really found my 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 where I belong. I've been told over and over uh, that these first you know steps that that actors and actresses take on stage is like 
getting addicted to crack cocaine. I mean, you, you, you go out there and that applause, the lights, the smell of the theater uh, <laughs> engulfs you. Well, yeah, and also it's just a, it's just a place where, you know, you feel comfortable if you're weird, you know, <laughs> you feel comfortable being yourself. And I don't mean, I, you just feel comfortable. The, the things that make you, you are very valued in mm. that setting and, and needed. And so you're encouraged to, you know, explore who you are and why. And so you start looking at the world a little differently and how you can, how you can, you know, not take from the world, but how you can borrow something and make it your own and, and, and see life from somebody else's point of view. I think it makes you more compassionate. I think it makes you understand th things better, but also like, I really love human behavior, mm -hmm. but my kids, they, they did a lot of theater until they just completely burned out at like sixth grade. They were, they said no more, but, and, and I was fine with that, but one of them loves psychology. And so when we talk about human behavior, I talk about it from a point of view of an actor, I guess. And she talks about it from the point of view of someone who'd like to be able to really help individual people with their, with what's going on with them. You know, I don't really need to do that. I just want to uh, use authentic human behavior to fill in you know, oh, that was my um, little minion. That was my text. Sorry. <laughs> um, you had a duck on your lap. I did. I had a duck on my lap. Um, the, you know, if you can, you know, pull from the human behavior you observed, mm -hmm. which I think all actors really are kind of better at that than anything is observing, you know, or imitating. Mm -hmm. uh, you can bring in something that's organic or authentic that that isn't authentic to you, but you've seen it in someone else and you can start to play with it, that's, um, you know, that's gold. <laughs> and what you brought up is very important because acting is observing. And there are times when, when, I, when I was acting, I used to sit in the mall and just listen to conversations as they went by, watched how people walked and, and behaved. And I, a lot of it is just right out of Shakespeare. I mean, you know, he, he pinned human behavior. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He really did. You do Shakespeare when you were younger? I did. I studied it at. Um, I studied it very, um, you know, exclusively in a way at in London. Hmm. And I, I, the first play I ever saw was the first play I ever saw was the premiere of Equus at the Dallas Theater Center. And, um, and our teacher was in it, one of our, this was like maybe the second year, our teacher was in it, he was this young, very, uh, you know, handsome young man, but he was actually in his mid twenties, but he looked much younger. Mm. So he played the lead, the, the young male ingenue in that, and he was naked on stage. And so we all had to sneak into the theater so we could see his, you know, yeah. his body. And we, you know, we were all very, you know, we thought we were pretty cool. But anyway, that was an amazing play and an amazing introduction into dramatic theater. Myself, not with my parents, just watching something, sneaking in to see someone naked and then becoming captivated by the play. As a single mom, I want to make sure my kids have healthy teeth. Going to the dentist can be expensive. Just a simple cleaning can cost over $100. Then I found TDA. 
And for about a dollar a day, Total Dental Administrators covers my family on over 200 dental procedures. Whether you're an individual, a family, self-employed, or retired, your acceptance is guaranteed for one of these policies. Call or click for your free information kit and see how affordable dental health can be. I think your first thing was 21 Jump Street, am I right, with with your first credited role? Yeah, uh, yes, I think so. I think that was the, yes. What was that like as a young actress to, to get a paycheck, you know, be, be accepted, get the audition? It was just, you know, it, it was so exciting. I had moved to LA from New York and it was, I, I got this job and I was so excited about it. I go to Canada, I would play the cop and I had to cuff somebody. And I knew I had to cuff somebody, but I had to go like this, you know, like, so I never practiced. So on the way there, I remember James Woods was on my flight. And then there was another guy on my flight that was going up, everyone was going up to work. And I remember saying, oh my God, this whoever I was flying with said, what? And I go, I, I never practiced, I should have found a policeman or gone to the precinct or something and asked someone to show me how to do this. And he goes, oh, come on, it'll be like trick handcuffs, it won't, you know, and I go, I don't want to hurt anybody. Anyway, of course, the guy was bloody by the end of the day, the poor oh. guy that I had to cut, I mean, it was awful. And um, I am kind of, I, I, I need to be careful with stage energy, I, that is one of my um, flaws. You're exuberant. Pardon? I said you're exuberant on stage. I'm too exuberant. But but so I but the thing that got that happened while I was up there was that I, there was this whole tax issue with Canada and the U.S. and it hadn't been worked out yet, and so all those cat that cast went on strike, and I wound up staying up in Vancouver for like three weeks. I, I couldn't. They didn't want to send me home in case the strike broke and we could go back to work. So I really got to hang out in Vancouver and I really got to know that cast. And it was really an interesting, it was a, an interesting introduction into my professional part of my life, like professional television. Because you anything can happen there too. Do you like sticking to a script or do you enjoy the organic uh, type of directing, you know, where you can just kind of add in things? Well, because my training was on dead playwrights plays, you know, we, you, you kind of had to stick to the script, right? Yeah. And flipping was just like, just meant that you either hadn't learned your lines or you didn't understand your lines and you were trying to take some kind of weird shortcut, right? So that was, you know, taboo or that just wasn't part of what your job was to ad lib someone who's published and gone. And then, uh, and then when you audition with TV scripts and stuff, when I got out here, I kind of applied the same, the same thinking because that's what I had always done. And I do think that worked for me because I think that writers do want to hear what they've written, you know, first, unless you're just, you know, unless it's a big long monologue and you've had two days to do it and you're auditioning and they know that you know, that you're just continuing on with what you're doing rather than stopping to remember a line, you know? I think that's okay, but in performance, and, and with Frasier, we just wanted to say the lines, you know? We just wanted to say what they'd written. We didn't, you know, that we were thrilled to do that. Uh, you mentioned Frasier. 
you know, getting that role, Roz Doyle, she was named after uh, one of the producers of Wings, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. Uh, Roz was a, a producer on Wings. And I think I, I met her once. I went to network for Wings and I met her. She was waiting for me in the parking lot when I came in to screen test. And she walked right up to me and she said, are you Perry? I knew you'd be early. I'm Roz Doyle. And so she took me into makeup and she, she really uh, helped me get comfortable with doing this, my first screen test. And she was awesome. But she was the, the, the uh, line producer on Wings. And I think she had breast cancer. And I think she passed away from it before we, just before we started. Frasier and they named the character after her, which I just love. I just think that's such a nice thing to do. Well, and because of the longevity of that character and the deepness of that character, what a tribute as well. She was so well-written and so multi-dimensional. I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. What was it like driving onto the Paramount lot, uh, you know, your first day of work as, as Roz Doyle? I loved driving on that lot. I loved it. I still miss it. I, uh, at one point, my husband and I were listening to this book on tape of Robert Evans, The Kid Stays in the Picture. And I remember listening to it. I think I had a window down. It was pretty loud. I was driving onto the lot and I'm like, you know, that's the Lubitsch building, right? That's where he was, you know, that's where he, his, he may be over there right now. You know, it was just, but also that lot just has so much character. It's so beautiful. It still looks, you know, it was, they shot it so many times. They used it as a studio so many times because it's just so fabulous looking and it still looks that way. And it was just a fun, fun place to work. In your career, though, uh, is there somebody that you would love to work with that you haven't worked with? I'm just going to pop this. This is the this is just popping out of my mouth because it's the first person that came into my head. Judy Dench. I'd love to work with Judy Dent. She's, uh, she's incredible. She is. And I feel like she's got, have you seen that? Uh, I feel like she has the exact perfect balance of amazing skill and training. You know, she really knows what she's doing. And also incredible natural innate talent. She has a great sense of humor and she just, she can, she can act circles around everybody, but she doesn't ever take herself too seriously. And it just comes through. She reminds me of a female John Mahoney in that way. <laughs> she can be any any kind of person and has been, but you just get the feeling that you could hang out with her all day. Did you ever, um, did you, and she'd let you, I mean. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, did you ever see that? It's a documentary called Dames at Tea, I think. Um, and it's, Maggie Smith and Judy Dench, they all they all sit and talk for a whole day. Mm -hmm. And um, and her personality just comes through. It's a nice thing to watch. I wish I could remember the third person's name. I'm mortified. How can I help my daughter with her reading? Searching for help with Dachshund reading. No. <laughs> Let me try. Sarah's bright, but when she's reading, she has trouble sounding out words. Playing world music. What? I give up. Wait, I was trying to show you how Sarah feels every day. Frustrating, isn't it? Redirecting to understood.org. Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues to help your child thrive.
talk about Rushed. This film is, it's about sending your kid to college and your worst possible nightmare coming true in the, in the first month, you know? And it's so avoidable. It's so avoidable. And so I, I don't, I mean, I, I, what I love about Siobhan is that she's not anti-Greek system. She's not anti-sorority, anti-fraternity at all. In fact, she very much supports it. She just thinks that there should be some kind of adult supervision as there would be anywhere you would send your 17 or 18 year old kid for the first time away from home. You know, if you sent, if, so, I mean, in the army, there's adult supervision, you know, I mean, you, Sergeant. yeah, I mean, you, you, it's just not a great idea to have people completely on their own in such vulnerable situations. So anyway, she, she wrote a great script that really brings that home. And she wrote an amazing part for herself. And I think it reflects her feelings as a mother, her feelings, you know, as in uh, she's a very, very religious person and her feelings about her faith and spirituality and her in uh, all of that is reflected in the film. And it's still and it's just like it just gets my husband and I watched it on an iPad, a small iPad. And he never, he, he had it at an angle so I could see it, you know, and he never moved one inch, he never moved one time. We were like, it was just grabs you. It's so well done. Yeah, Siobhan is, a, is an amazing performer, amazing actress. Uh, I put Siobhan in the same category as I do Cherry Jones, as far as she can do anything. And she's a great storyteller and just puts herself out there. But you're also, you know, in this film, you've got Robert Patrick, who is one of those guys that can do just about anything that you put in front of him, comedy, drama, science fiction. He's just so intense and amazing uh, in this film. He's great. He's and did you work with him on Scorpion? I worked with him on Scorpion, yeah, but not on this because we weren't there at the same time. I only was there a day because I have tiny, tiny, but I have a wonderful role that I love. It's, it's a very memorable role that it, it's not but i mean it's it's part of a it's a it's a part of her support and uh i loved doing that and and robert patrick completely you know steps out of the roles he most often plays just mm -hmm. as you know dad and what i what i loved about the script was i was imagining both of them in it from the beginning and it actually starts off really funny it starts off funny and light and, and you know as Siobhan is and her rhythms and Robert Patrick's rhythms she just got everybody right and so you really fall in love with this family fall in love with them and you just can't believe that what they get handed it starts with the script all the time it's, all it's the time. not on the script it's not going to be on the on the screen yes yes you know? but you know you just never know who's going to hand you a script like that to read you never know who's going to hand you a script that you never know who's capable of writing a story that just get walk get the the characters get up and walk around the room. You know, we are almost out of time. I want to ask you about a Frasier hey. reboot. Have you seen the script? <laughs> Have you heard rumors? Uh, yeah, lots of those, but I'm not at liberty to talk about it. So I just would say, stay tuned. I just talked to Kelsey a couple of weeks ago. Uh, what yeah, he said, and, uh, he said, you spill your guts if you need to. So I'm waiting. No, uh, 
we're all on pins and needles because we were all fans of the show and and uh uh, all he said was, I'm taking it in a new direction. He's, he's, he's got a new thing. So um, that's all I know, but I know it's coming. You know what I've learned in the past as a mom is that, you know, things take time and the time I, I, that he's, you know, as he's thinking about this and as this is cooking, you know, I just think it's going to be, that's not going to hurt it. It's going to be get better and better. As a single mom, I want to make sure my kids have healthy teeth. Going to the dentist can be expensive. Just a simple cleaning can cost over $100. Then I found TDA, and for about a dollar a day, Total Dental Administrators covers my family on over 200 dental procedures. Whether you're an individual, a family, self-employed, or retired, your acceptance is guaranteed for one of these policies. Call or click for your free information kit and see how affordable dental health can be. This portion of Screen Chatter is presented by VP Dental. Check out our great dental plans starting at just $16 per month. I want to thank you for your time. I also want to thank you for your friendship. I consider you one of my friends. Uh, I talk with you every so often on Twitter. And, and uh, you're a doll. And, and thank you so much in my... Uh, I'm just flabbergasted. I didn't sleep last night because I, I, I'm thinking, well, what if I stutter? What if I bumble through this? Which I did, but. Awesome. awesome. You're pro. Have a wonderful day, Perry. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tony.